Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
O God, for as much as without Thee we are not able to please Thee, mercifully grant that Thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with Thee and the same Spirit liveth and reigneth one God now and forever. Amen. A reading from Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made for themselves a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. But of you I will make a great nation. But Moses besought the Lord his God, and said, O Lord, why does thy wrath burn hot against thy people, whom thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent did he bring them forth, to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou didst swear by thine own self, and didst say to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do to his people. The word of the Lord.
1 Timothy. I thank him who has given me strength for this, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful by appointing me to his service, though I formerly blasphemed and persecuted and insulted him. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the foremost of sinners, but I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience for an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it upon his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In this morning's passage from the Holy Gospel, brothers and sisters, we read two parts of a three-part parable sequence that is unique to Luke's Gospel. It's the parable of the lost sheep, the old woman and the lost coin, and the parable of the prodigal son. St. Luke crafts his Gospel as a response or in answer to the Pharisees' claim that God's love and mercy, God's salvation... These things only come through strict observance to the law of Moses and then only to those who are within the bounds of the law. Bluntly, the claim of the Pharisee in regard to God's will and God's mercy and God's salvation is this. The mercy of God, the love of God, God's salvation only extends to a certain and well defined group of people. The claim of the Pharisee is that there are people outside of God's love and God's mercy. There are people who no matter what, no matter how, will forever remain outside God's love and God's care. And no amount of repentance, no amendment of life will bring them within the bounds of God's love. So, in the face of of the Pharisees' thesis or claim, St. Luke is very careful and spends a great deal of effort addressing that thesis. He answers this question, are there people who are outside the limits of God's mercy? Now Luke's answer is, of course, no. There are not people outside of the limits of God's love and God's mercy. And Luke proves his thesis by carefully recording these three parables of Jesus. Now, when we read them, we're supposed to be affected by them. When we read them, we're supposed to have a response. These parables are an example of what should, if we're listening carefully, be received as a very foolish use of power and authority. If we're listening carefully, We're supposed to find in these parables a God whose mercy is foolish. A God whose mercy is foolish in that he would leave 99 sheep to find one. We are supposed to find a foolish God in that he would spend a great deal of time and effort looking for a coin of very little value and then rejoice exceedingly over finding it. He found a nickel, big deal, and he calls his friends to celebrate. We're supposed to find a God whose mercy is foolish in that he welcomes back a son who squanders his inheritance in loose living. And he treats that son equally with the other one who worked diligently his whole life. So when we hear these parables of our Lord as recorded by St. Luke, they're generally three parables, three reactions. The first reaction is a positive one, a thanksgiving, a heartfelt thanksgiving and praise for the mercy of God. And then there are two that are not so positive. One expresses anger over this foolish mercy. Now these are generally people who are good law-abiding citizens 
who are dutiful in regard to religious practice, who feel secure in their own righteousness, in their own salvation. Now these people get mad or angered, if you will, because they've done what they're supposed to do and others have not. So it's not fair that mercy be shown to one who has not done what he or she is supposed to have done. It is thought a person should not be able to live a life of loose morals and then in the end repent and be saved. So these people actually get angry when someone repents and it works. Now then there's the other extreme, people who are not at all convinced by the foolish example of God's mercy. These are the people who are not at all secure in their own salvation. Rather, they find it extremely hard, impossible to believe that God does in fact love them. God does in fact desire their salvation and their help. So they react to the story in this way. Well, that's very nice, but I doubt that if I was a lost sheep, Jesus would look for me. If I was a coin, Jesus would leave me under the sofa. If I were the younger son, Jesus would not run out and welcome me back. Now, oddly enough, both of these negative reactions come from the same distortion in the soul, the sin of pride. That is to say, both of these extremes are focused on the self and not on God. One says, I know better than God and those should not receive mercy. The other says, I know better than God and I should not receive mercy. Now, in regard to both of these extremes, there's a disconnection from others and from God. So as a corrective to that notion of pretending to know better than God, let us look at this parable through the lens of relationships. It's very easy to say that someone is not deserving of mercy when we do not love them. It is also very easy to say that we are not deserving of mercy when we do not love ourselves. So then, if we look at the gospel this morning through the eyes of a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, a husband or wife, a best friend, it becomes easy to come to terms with its foolishness. What husband would or should not risk everything to find his wife? What wife would not want the salvation and well-being of her husband? What parent would or should not desire that their lost child return home? If we love someone, we want their happiness. We want what is best for them. And we're going to risk everything. We're going to ask, act foolishly to save them, to show them mercy, to love them. So then when our family and loved ones comprise a hundred sheep, we would most certainly go after the one and that with the blessing of the 99. If our family and loved ones were the purse of coins, we would certainly expend great amounts of time in search of the lost coin. And the other coins would join us in the hope that the lost coin would return. And when we found the lost coin, we all would rejoice. If it were our own child, our own wife, our own husband that left us to squander their life away, of course, of course we would hope and pray that that person would return. And if and when they returned, we too would run and embrace them. 
So St. Luke carefully records these parables to give a clear and resounding no. A no to the claim of the Pharisee that there are people who are outside of God's mercy. God loves each and every single one of us. God loves each and every human being as a son and a daughter, as a mother or a father, as a husband or a wife, as a dear friend. God loves and cares about every each single human being more than we can even imagine. So, while we might not understand how God can love each and every person, how God can love us more than we love ourselves, Jesus assures us God does in fact love every person enough to do foolish things. We are called as Christians, brothers and sisters, to rejoice over the repentance and salvation of each and every person, no matter when they repent, be it at 12 years of age or on their deathbed. We are called as Christians to allow God to extend that same love and mercy to us, to realize, to know, and to feel that we are His children and that He will go to any extreme to show us love and mercy and salvation. We are also called as Christians to extend that same foolish love and mercy to others. We are called as Christians to extend, extend that same love and mercy to others, whether we like them or not. We are called to forgive others as many times as they ask, just as God in heaven forgives us as many times as we ask. That's tough. But let us rejoice in the foolish mercy of God. Let us rejoice in the love of God that extends to every human soul. And let us pray that our faith deepens, that our faith increases so that we may rejoice in God's love for us and for each and every person. And that we may show the same mercy to others that has been shown by God to us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten.
Kneeling, let us pray. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. From the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this city, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, Gina Bingno, Mike Blanton, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Diane Bueller, Lucas Ralda, Beth Cleaver, Susie Dearman, Braxton Dickerson, Jody Miles Dickerson, Mary Dickerson, Judith Hike, Erin Hill, Emily Lauren Ishi, Clementa Ivanell, Leroy Jensen, Kaylin Lambert, Mary Lou Lott, Reverend Mary Mansfield, Patrick McAllister, Randolph McLaughlin, Jean Miller, Michael Mitchell, Michael Myrick, Owen Nail, Kyle Pearson, Carol Prevost, Nita McGreed, Ray, Joy Roberts, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Jennifer Scully, Steve Shepard, Will Sherrill and family, Tony Stiles, Ray Stringer, Henry Temple, Carrie Valentine, Nettie and Gary West, Donna and Milton Wheeler, and Candy Widener. For our handmaids and child, especially Mary Ellen Stansel and Elizabeth Tosh, those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Pat Bailey, Laura Sarah, Gina Gatewood, Garrett Herring, Sarah Kiparoska, David Sullivan, and Lauren Sullivan. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balsard, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Mark Carter, Will Chancellor, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Dramilla, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Benson, <clears throat> James Warner, Mark Waters, and White Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of resurrection and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
for deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation. Let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. And the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. Write deeply upon our minds, O Lord our God, the lessons of thy holy word, that only the pure in heart can see thee. Leave us not in the bondage of any sinful inclination. May we neither deceive ourselves with the thought that we have no sin, nor idly acquiesce in aught whereof our conscience accuseth us. Strengthen us by thy Holy Spirit to fight the good fight of faith, and grant that no day may pass without its victory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. John's on this uh, cool fall morning. It's very nice to have a change in the weather, Um, and also very welcome. I I want to point your attention to some things that are going on this week. Uh, Continuing tonight at at 6 p.m., we'll have, or 4 p.m., actually, we'll have an altar guild meeting that'll be in the rector's study or my office or whatever, uh, beginning at 4. Then at 6 p.m., EYC, our Episcopal Young Churchmen or church church people, uh, is at 6 p.m. this evening. Then uh, our week is, is a normal fall week, and on Wednesday I call your attention uh, to our Ladies' Night Out. There's a full advertisement in the, in the, in the leaflet here, but there's a sign-up uh, on the bulletin in the sacristy hallway, and I think we're sending out another email 
uh, tomorrow. But that should be a really fun night. Our own Jennifer Myrick is leading the, the ladies in the construction of uh, angelic jewelry. Um, and there's, there's supposed to be a nice menu. So uh, please do s sign up for that and invite your friends. And I, uh, I think a four-year group is also uh, restarting for the fall. There are sign-ups uh, on the internet and also in the, the hallway. So if you'd like a chance uh, to get to know one another better and to share a simple meal with others once a month, that four-year four group is for you. So I think that's all that is, uh, that is pressing. I do uh, want to let you know that the uh, St. John's wine tasting uh, that is coming up. Tickets are on sale now, either through your vestryman or, or through the parish office. So, so please see someone on vestry or, or call the parish office for tickets. Um, and again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name, bring offerings, and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving specially, giving thanks especially this day for the foolish mercy of God. May we receive that mercy and may we also show it to all those that we encounter. We offer special intentions this day for peace upon this earth. We hold before you, O Lord, all the war-torn areas of our world. We ask your mercy and your grace upon those Christian communities that are facing persecution, remembering especially those in Syria and Egypt and Nigeria and Sudan. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. Claim you, Holy Lord, glorious in power. Your mighty works reveal your wisdom and love. You formed us in your own image, giving the whole world into our care, so that in obedience to you, our Creator, we might rule and serve all your creatures. When our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy, you came to our help, so that in seeking you, we might find you. Again and again, you called us into covenant with you, and through the prophets you taught us to hope for salvation. 
Father, you love the world so much that in the fullness of time, you sent your only Son to be our Savior, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He lived as one of us, yet without sin. To the poor, he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners, freedom, to the sorrowful joy. To fulfill your purpose, he gave himself up to death, and rising from the grave, destroyed death and made the whole creation new. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world and to bring to fulfillment the sanctification of all. When the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. At supper with them he took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption, recalling Christ's death and his descent among the dead, proclaiming his resurrection and ascension to your right hand, awaiting his coming in glory, and offering to you from the gifts you have given us this bread and this cup. We praise you and we bless you. We praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, and we pray to you, Lord our God. Lord, we pray that in your goodness and mercy, your Holy Spirit may descend upon us and upon these gifts, sanctifying them and showing them to be holy gifts for your holy people, the bread of life and the cup of salvation, the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that all who share this bread and cup may become one body and one spirit, a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your name. Remember, Lord, your one holy Catholic and apostolic church, redeemed by the blood of your Christ. Reveal its unity, guard its faith, and preserve it in peace. Remember all who have died in the peace of Christ, and those whose faith is known to you alone. Bring them into the place of eternal joy and light, and grant that we may find our inheritance with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, with patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, with St. John, our patron, and all the saints who have found favor with you in ages past. We praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty God and Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May Christ crucified draw you to himself to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.